What is real? What is not real? And what is only acceptably real? Hello, Joe. Hey, Jerry. Hey, let's talk about the meaning of life. Oh, man. The meaning of life? The meaning of life. Okay. Well. Sure. Okay. So the meaning of life is 42. Yeah. And by the way, I learned something about that. Yeah? So 42 in ASCII code is the asterisk. Oh, really? Yeah. And, you know, when you type in asterisk within many different search engines and uh, search things and it comes up with everything. So yeah, it's the wild card character in a lot of databases. Nice. <laughs> I just thought that was cool. Okay. Well, we solved that. That's the end of this episode. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway, we're, you want to talk about the meaning of life uh, in general, or do you want to talk about the meaning of life uh, per as per person? Well, actually um, talking about the meaning of life is, kind of a joke i what i i think is more interesting if we just if we talk about life and death okay. Ooh, spooky <laughs> it's a deep okay. subject it's almost like a well i don't know i i guess i kind of want you to lead the way then i i can call a follow okay um, all right you might have something more to say well here's here's my main question and i i know i i kind of gave you a heads up of this before I think so. Because this is something that I can't figure out myself. I just can't. And I've thought about it a lot. So, for the most part, if you think about it, the the secret of life or the the meaning of life, the the point of life is to be happy. It seems because we are engineered to do things that will end up making us happy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness is pretty much a fairly widely accepted reason to be here in the first place. Okay. So if we accept that premise, and we don't have to, but if you accept that premise, and then we're advanced enough, and humans, of course, we game the system like crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. It's what we do come up with a pill and I think they pretty much already exist. You take the pill and you are happy. Is that the end game of life right there? You've Hmm. short circuited the whole thing and you got there. But if the whole point is to be happy and you could just take a pill every day and you're happy, no matter what you do, it almost seems like, and I'm not saying this is the right thing. I'm, this is just the question. Is is that okay? I mean, is that a way? Is that a way to to view life? I mean, I know a lot of people. You know, they smoke a little bit of hemp every morning, every afternoon, every evening. They maintain this high state of happiness all day long, and they're good. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But is that is that life? I mean, is that the meaning of life to be happy? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's. I'm going to go along with this. I'm not saying I agree with this. I, I don't know if I agree with it either, but um, that's a very interesting question you pose. Uh, you know, in high school philosophy class, you're you're generally asked the question if you know 
let's say man goes to the moon and there's some kind of happy box there and you step in, why would you ever get out? Yeah. Well, then I, I would say that if you take this pill, like you're, you know, you're asking, you're, you're saying that would make you happy. Um, I think that it kind of eliminates the purpose of being happy because I think that life has a balance and that you can't be happy without at times being sad. Um, it's a motivator, right? It's definitely a motivator. And I would, I would go further and I would say that the meaning of life is to balance, I I guess is to have balance. I I like Um, that answer. And that's a very Dalai Lama answer. Mic drop. Boom. (laughs) Well, you know what? I have a poster on my wall. Then it's supposedly instructions for life from the Dalai Lama. I don't know okay. for sure whether or not it really is from the Dalai Lama, but you know. What does it say? Well, he didn't say these things to me. This is a poster, but we we could go through these and kind of discuss them. Please. Okay, instructions for life. Number one, take into account that great love and great achievements involve great risk. What do you think about that? <laughs> hmm. Great love and great achievements involve risk. I think I think you definitely have to risk something for something great. I mean, you can't get something out of nothing. Uh, I just you know. unless unless you count the whole universe. <laughs> Supposedly, the Big Bang happened out of nothing. I don't know if I really buy that or not. I I know someone and I um. He's a fr- I don't know if I should, I'm not going to mention his name, but I know someone who I worked with and still kind of work with. Man, he takes great risk all the time, right? He mm-hmm. jumps out of airplanes. He races motorcycles in the, in the deserts of, um, not Saudi Arabia, but uh, in that area. He's, you know, he just, he, he'll jump into a, a lake of ice He'll, this guy uh, sounds amazing. He is. He's an amazing guy. Uh, and the funny thing is, is uh, anybody who knows me who's listening, they'll probably know who that is. Um, that man, that's alive, I guess. But you know what? I would never do that. I just, I can't bring myself to jump out of an airplane because I don't want to risk the rest of my life for a thrill like that. But some people think or feel that thrill is life. Well, that's a, definitely a physical risk. There's also social risks. There's also mental risks. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's to each their own. If, if you want to go ahead and jump out of airplanes, you know, go for it. If you don't, then sweet, no problem, you know. Well, it's my, your life. That's what's great about it. My girlfriend really wants to jump out of an airplane, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I've flown you, airplanes. Yeah. I've crashed an airplane. I'm not going to jump out of an airplane. That is spooky. I would never do that either. I, I would. Oh, actually, if the airplane was going down, I'd jump out if I had a parachute. Okay. That's, that's about the only reason I'd ever do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number two is when you love, no, no. When you lose, don't lose the lesson. And I think I kind of agree with that one. Okay. I agree with that too. That's sort of like fail, except fail forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I, you know, I, I kind of use that in my life too. 
I, I think I do too. My my life has gotten much better since I've adopted that, and it's been mm. about ten years now. And yeah. so so when everything goes wrong, it's not failure. It's I pull back and I go, okay, what am I learning from this, and then move forward. So like you said, fell forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is following the three R's: respect for self respect for others and responsibility for all your actions. Hmm. What do you think about that? Well, I have, that's another thing. When I started taking responsibility for all my actions, my life got better. Um, I was after my divorce, I was dating someone and I didn't think any woman would ever, ever want me. So, but I threw myself out there and started, you know, um, internet dating just, just cause I thought, well, if I start now, maybe in a couple of years, I'd get a girlfriend. Sure. I almost immediately got a girlfriend and guess what? She was a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's one of the first things she taught me was that I was going around acting like I was a victim of things mm-hmm. where in fact, I caused everything. And when I accepted that everything that happens in my life is pretty much something that I caused or the path I chose led to it and I'm responsible for it all, I I was more mentally better, you know, and um and, and I do respect myself. I actually kind of learned to respect and love myself. And I always respect other people until until they teach me not to you know what i mean my sure. default my default thing is i will respect someone immediately and if they repeatedly teach me over and over again that they're not worthy of it then i will stop <laughs> i like that that's you know definitely a way to approach different people and people you haven't met and strangers and all that kind of thing well how about um, you do you apply those three r's to your life I think and respect myself. I do. Uh, I do love myself, and that kind of took me a long time because I, I guess you hear you hear the phrase "you have to love yourself," but you really don't know what that means. Yeah, you really have you to know, learn but, how to do yeah. it. It's some it's sometimes so it's not easy. Sometimes mm. I know so many people who I wish would just love themselves more, and then I know some people who love themselves too much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're born alone and you, you go out maybe alone and you spend a majority, you know, your entire life with yourself. And if you don't love yourself, then it sucks. And that kind of makes you not happy. You will, will never be happy if you don't truly love yourself. Now, how would one learn to love themselves, do you think? They have to get to know who they are. Yeah, you kind of have to treat yourself as a separate person, which is mm-hmm. kind of this weird, oh my God, am I becoming uh, some sort of uh, <laughs> split personality? But I, I find if you treat yourself like you would treat someone who you really care about, then, uh, and I'm not, when when I say love yourself, I don't mean gaze in the mirror and go, oh God, I'm so hot. No. It's it's more like I want to take care of this person and that person also happens to be me, you know? Right. 
And another thing I learned from my ex-girlfriend who was a psych uh, therapist was you have to make sure you're okay before you can make sure other people are okay. Yes. Because if you're sick, you can't really take care of other people. Oh, I agree. That well. Well, you know what? The meaning of, uh, of life and this question, um, how, how to love yourself. Um, I think that when you're growing up, when you're young and you're a kid, you don't really know who you are. Yeah. Right. You don't, yeah. I don't think you really know who you are. And other people are different. I'm not saying this is the same for everyone, but for me, I, I don't, I don't think I really did until maybe latter part of high school, maybe a little bit through college. Then it kind of, you know, you kind of get your own belief system and you kind of, you kind of feel things out for who you are as a person. Um, and I think once you do that, you kind of understand what you want out of life and what you, what you love about life. That's when I feel you can really understand what it means to love yourself. Yeah. It took me 40 years. <laughs> Seriously, it was that long. Okay. Um, number four. Remember that not getting what you want is sometimes a wonderful stroke of luck. I, I want to ask you something about that. I want to okay. ask you something about that. Yeah, so yeah. do you believe in life that you're on a set path, like a pre predestined path where no matter what choice you make, it's set. Um, and I say that because, you know, you bring up luck and you bring up that bad choice and, you know, Things that work out, things that don't work out. And I just want to know if you think that that means something. I don't really. I mean, there's because now we're talking about time again. <laughs> I, yeah, we don't need to go back. Yeah, in but because then you have two different things where, you know, like there's some some um, schools of philosophy do believe that there is, there is a predetermination and everything is going in a direction and it always will. And in which case the future already exists mm. or geez, I, I wouldn't even know. But, but then there's another one where if you believe quantum physics, every time there's a, a choice made, even at the subatomic level, if, if a particle could go right or left, it actually goes in both directions and splits the universe in half again. And that's how there's an infinite amount of parallel dimensions. For a quick five seconds, I'm going to go into that a little bit deeper. Okay. And talk about neuroelasticity. Okay. Um, and that's the fact that when you when you behave a certain way, when you feel a certain way, um, and you you know you react a certain way, that you become more like that way. Yeah. Yeah. Your, yeah. your brain kind of connects, makes those connections in your head, and you you slowly become more like that choice that you've made to react or that choice to feel a certain way. And I know where I was going with that, but well, that, that leads to, I got a comment for you on that. Sure. There was this wonderful book I read about nine years ago. In fact, I, I liked it so much. I gave it to someone who needed it. Then I bought another copy for myself. It's called the science of happiness. And it talks a lot about that. And what it teaches is, uh, like, contrary to a lot of psychology, because this was written by neuroscientists, and their take on the whole thing is, if you exercise, your brain is a muscle, it's not a steam engine. And if you exercise the sad part of your brain a lot, you strengthen it, and it takes over. If you, Mm. if you 
neglect the happiness portion of your brain a lot, it atrophies Mm -hmm. and doesn't perform really well. And so the whole point in this book was basically you reject negative, unhappy thoughts as much as you can. And, and even if it feels counterintuitive, you embrace happy things as much as you can and you experience them and you strengthen that muscle. And I've done it myself and it really does work. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a happy person most of the time now. And I could not say that 10 years ago at all. And it, and it's not because of circumstance and it's not because of anything else. It just, it's because I practice that. And you know what, when you're a happy person, you project more happiness and people like to be around you and oh, that, yes. and, and so you bring, I mean, it's not even a spiritual thing. You just, just the fact that you're putting it out there brings it back to you. Man. And I could attest to that. It really does work. And I don't know if we've ever, we didn't answer number four at all. <laughs> no. Like, can you say that again just to refresh our memory? Well, remember that not getting what you want is sometimes a wonderful stroke of luck. I do believe that maybe that's oh, kind yes. of alter. Uh, that's that's subject to debate depending on what how, how time actually exists or not. Sure. Because. Uh, but I don't know, man. I. Because if time all exists all at once, then it's already there. I think every possible choice has been made interdimensionally um, all the time. And I think that in this life that I'm living right now, the choices that I've made, I truly feel that there are times when I think to myself, wow, this happened like this, you know, this is either luck or this is something greater than yourself or I don't know what the hell is going on, you know? And every bad choice I make always tends to work itself out and let me know why it was made that way. Yeah. Um, You know, I, it's crazy. It just, it really is. We, We could probably do an entire podcast on every single thing from this list. Yeah. I'll try. I'll try to keep it short next time. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get through all nineteen of these. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't have to. We can. We can. You know, talk about more about the meaning of life. Well, this, this is pretty much the. Okay, here's here's um here's one that's kind of we could breeze through. Learn the rules so you know how to break them properly. Well, that's not really just a life thing. That's an everything. Uh, in in art. You need to learn how to draw correctly before you know, you attempt to do things differently. You know what I mean? Because you, mm-hmm. or when you're writing, when you're a writer, you need to learn the basics of actual writing and then do something strange or experimental. But I don't know. That's, that's not always a hundred percent thing. Some people right. just have some innate talent and they just follow what they're doing, and boom, it happens. But mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of a. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. It's definitely more of a statement than a, than a, I guess, advice or suggestion. Here's a here's another easy one. Don't let a little dispute injure a great friendship. Oh, certainly, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. You know, that's what makes a friendship strong. It's what makes any kind of relationship strong, whether it's with a um, 
a member of the opposite sex, a member of the same sex that you're in love with, um, that, you know, if you, if you can get a little fight and that's great, this just strengthens your relationship with the person. I, th- I completely agree. Mm-hmm. When you realize you've made a mistake, take immediate steps to correct it. These are getting away from philosophy, aren't they? Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, you keep going until you find another interesting. <laughs> okay. Spend some time alone every day. I, I have to do that. I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I am what you would call a pseudo-extrovert. I, I get all my energy from being alone by myself, but I try so very, very hard to be social and extroverted because it's, it's what I want to be. Well, I um, think that's normal for an introvert. Perhaps. Perhaps. And, until you get old and you don't ever want to see anybody and then you become a hermit. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever want to be a hermit. But. I don't know. I think sometimes I'd be quite happy as a hermit. Um, but then I would have to have the internet at least. Of course. Dear listener, we're going to pause for a moment to allow space for a sponsor message, which may or may not show up depending on some mysterious algorithm. We'll be right back. Hey, Jerry here. As some of you may have guessed, part of my day job involves setting up and maintaining websites. Recently, I had a project where I needed to convert an older website to WordPress, and part of the challenge was choosing the perfect website hosting service. I did a lot of research, and I finally chose DreamHost. Not only is DreamHost widely recognized, but they're the number one recommended hosting service by WordPress themselves. And WordPress has their own web hosting service, but they still wholeheartedly endorse DreamHost. Well, since then, I discovered I like DreamHost so much that I moved all my personal websites to DreamHost, including the blog for this podcast. And it is my great pleasure to have DreamHost be an affiliate sponsor to this show. And we can offer you, our listeners, $50 off if you sign up using our link. Now, we chose them. They didn't choose us. We wanted them specifically as a sponsor. So, if you are wanting to set up a website or a blog, and especially if you want to use WordPress, the easiest and most trusted content management system out there, just go to acceptablyreal.com slash dreamhost and sign up. Once again, if you use our link, you'll end up with $50 off and you'll be helping our show. Remember that link, acceptablyreal.com slash dreamhost, and get your website up and running today. Okay, the space for a sponsor message has passed. And with that, we return to the show. You know, Facebook makes it easier to be a hermit because you could still get those little pings of the outside world, but mm-hmm. never want to see anything. <laughs> um, open your arms to change, but don't let go of your values. That's interesting. Um, don't let go of who you are, but be open-minded to things. Change is scary. I know it is. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah, I, but it makes you stronger as a person. It does. But, I mean, I know I preach this all the time because I have to at work. Because we do things like, oh, I don't know, completely redesign a website or the internet, intranet, or, or stuff like that. And nobody likes it because it's different. And um, and I have to say, hey, change is good. But you know what? I don't like it either. <laughs> but no. I don't. 
I try not to resist it because I I know it's inevitable. Right. What what is that saying? The only the only constant is change. Yeah, I haven't heard that saying, but I'm sure it is <laughs> okay. for sure. Uh, let's see. Um, remember that silence is sometimes the best answer. It'd be funny. I mean, if we're, we're, it'd be it'd be funny if we're both silent for like a minute now. <laughs> I, I think that comes into listening, though. I think listening sometimes the best thing to do. Yeah, because it it is kind of vague, isn't it? Right, a little bit. Next one. Live a good, honorable life. Then you could. Then when you get older and think back, you'll be able to enjoy it a second time. Well, there's Facebook again. <laughs> enjoy all the happy and sad moments on Facebook. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is the new Dalai Lama. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, a loving atmosphere in your home is the foundation for your life. Hmm. I'm going to speak on this. Um, when I come home and I have my doggy run up into my arms and jump on me because he's so happy to see me, you know, that makes me feel like, oh, I'm home. This this is where my life is. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. sure, I go outside and I do things, but I go home. This is what I'm doing everything for, you know? Yeah. I, I think I agree with that statement. For the longest time, longest time, well, okay, I'd say about five, six years, I lived all by myself, no pets. It was kind of hard going home to that. Uh, then, now my daughters are with me and we have two cats. It's a, it's a home now, you know. Before it was just like a transition, mm-hmm. and now it's a home. And, and also, you know, you get that feeling when you... When, when, I don't know. You're, you're not a dad yet. Um, no, not yet. When, I hope not. When, <laughs> as far as you know, when, when you're a dad and you're holding your little baby and you get this incredible rush of love, there's nothing like that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's definitely home for me. That's that's why my kids are all grown up and they're still with me and they're still my kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, that's exactly how it should work, Jerry. Exactly how it should work. Um, all right. In disagreements with loved ones, deal only with the current situation. Don't bring up the past. That is a sure. that is a mistake that a lot of people make, including wow. me. And I, you know, I have to credit this poster for getting me to not do that. But I've also Good. read that. Good. Don't do it. You um, definitely need to learn how to fight well. Argue better. Don't argue poorly. Oh, no, I don't mean be right or be wrong. I mean do it in a, such a way that you're not damaging the foundation or basis of your friendship or relationship with someone. Yeah. Because the problem I, I'd have with that is someone, I'd get in an argument with someone who's very close to me, and I would get indignant and and like, well, okay, maybe I did this, but you did that, you know, and that's, mm. and I had to, I had to stop doing that, and things got better. 
Good. You call him a scruffy looking nerf herder? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we're all see. guilty of that, though. I think we all are. It's just something you got to learn, you know? It is a good thing to learn. Sharing your knowledge, it's a way to achieve immortality. Well, we're doing that right now. Are we? Yeah, we're, just, we're <laughs> sharing. We're, well, we're sharing what knowledge and questions we have about it. Mm. And this will exist on internet.org or archive.org for as long as there's an internet. <laughs> maybe. Well, what, maybe there's some distant, distant, you know, alien nation who finds this podcast and it's their thing, you know, it's their thing and they just worship it and they, <laughs> they have giant statues of what they think you look like and what they think I look like. Yeah. We both look like um, cockroaches, right? <laughs> <laughs> And they're always playing our podcast, acceptably real, <laughs> nine two a.m. to nine p.m. We are broadcasting into the future, which is kind of interesting, because of course no one's hearing us now. But so anybody who listens to us, they're hearing the past. I'm going to put the a twilight zone. I'm going to put an echo on that. The past. <laughs> broadcasting from the past to the future. Um, let's see. What's the next one? Be gentle with the earth. You go, it is a living thing. It is a living thing that I feel. And we've had this discussion. I don't want to go back into this discussion. No, we're all a part of the earth. Yeah. And we are the earth. Um, it makes me feel like I need to go out into a field of dirt and just put my hands into it and go, I'll be gentle with you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> love the earth. Like you love yourself. Tell, tell me if there's anything wrong, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Next one. This is getting me out of control. Okay. Uh, once a year, go someplace you've never been before. I'm guilty of not doing this. What's wrong with you? You need to travel more. I do. I do. I'm such a homebody now. You need to come to Cleveland. Actually, I will. I don't think I've sure. ever been there. Oh, that's great. I just, you know, think you should. All right. Okay, we're done with that one. <laughs> Remember that the best relationship is one in which you your love for each other exceeds your need for each other. Ooh. I guess. Yeah, I'm not even sure. What is it, Dalai Lama smoking? Jesus. Um, well, I don't know. How many girlfriends has he had? Probably none. Is he even <laughs> one to like give relationship advice? What a hack! What well, a real hack! He is a human. He's he, but you know what they say? It's the Dalai Lama. Which Dalai Lama? There's, there's been a whole <laughs> string of them. Um, the newest one, the eight-year-old. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You not done. Did you ever see the Golden Child with I Eddie haven't. Murphy? Mm -hmm. oh, he was protecting the one. And he was like this little kid. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Judge your success by what you had to give up in order to get it. Okay. I agree. I agree that you can, you can put that on each kind of uh, thing in life. All of your successes, every kind, every kind. Like yeah. I had to sacrifice my hunger for pizza in order to eat all of this ice cream. <laughs> okay okay the final one number 19 on the list Ooh. 
and probably the hokiest one of the whole thing. Approach love and cooking with reckless abandon. I I kind of find it hard that the Dalai Lama said that. Yeah, that's that's, that's false. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it's not real. It's not even acceptably real. Not even acceptably real. Well, it's okay. So we had this poster. We read a bunch of things off the poster. We talked about some of them. Life and death, it, man. Life and what about death? What about I, it? I think we all know, without even realizing it, exactly what it's like to be dead. Hmm. Be- okay. Because, I mean, maybe. Because if you think about what death is, it's non-existence. And for how is the, the universe 14 billion years old? For 14 billion years, we did not exist. <laughs> now we do. And then after we die, we don't again. Hmm. And we, we, we return to the same state at which we were before we were conceived. I want to ask you something personal for this podcast. Do okay. you ever you ever get upset at the fact that one day there's a highly probable chance that no one will remember you? Yes, that is the biggest thing that bothers me about death. Which hmm. is why I write books, which is why I make videos, which is I'm putting all this stuff out there so that it's hopefully someone will remember me because what makes me really sad is going to a cemetery and seeing tombstones that are so old, the names have been eroded away by weather Mm -hmm. and there's no way to know who that person ever was. That makes me sad. But why, why is that so important that people need to remember you? I don't know. I don't know. And and I know eventually we're all going to be forgotten Eventually, the human race will be forgotten. It's it's really with with a long enough timeline, nothing matters, and that leads to nihilism, which I don't even want to go toward because then I'll have an existential crisis and have to go eat cookies. <laughs> I definitely feel that you know it kind of makes you live in the now more and, and appreciate for what it is. And appreciating the fact that the only thing you know for sure is that you're alive from birth until you die. And you know, you may not you yeah. may not know what happens after. You know, you might just be nothing, might just be something, who knows? The only thing that matters is that time that you spend on this planet or out in space. You just gotta appreciate that, you know? You have to appreciate the now, I think. Mm-hmm. The present. You have to be present in the present. Is, is the best way to spend your time. I, I know I, it, it's almost every morning, and it's usually when I'm driving to work, it occurs to me, and I actually say it out loud, out loud I'm still here. Oh, my God, I'm still here. You know, and you, you have to appreciate, okay, I've been on, on this planet, and it's gone around the sun so many times, and, and the, the Earth has spun so many times, and I'm, I still exist. I'm still here, yeah. you know. And that's a good thing. It makes me feel good and, and kind of energized for the day. And I'm like, okay, what's going to happen today? Yeah, I want to ask you, what does it mean to you to live in the now? It means that I am appreciating everything that's going on. And another thing I taught myself 
is to recognize and enjoy even the smallest things like washing dishes, which everybody really kind of like, I used to think, oh God, I got to wash dishes. But no, you get to, your hands feel really good in the soapy water. It's nice and warm, you know, and there's usually like a nice lemon scent or something in the soap and you, everything that is enjoyable about it, relish those enjoyable things of the most mundane tasks. And to me, that's being in the now. That's good. In fact, I can I could end the podcast with a with a song about now from uh, Jim's Big Ego. He he'd let me do that. I I would love that. So you, you think know, we've wrapped it up, or do you have more questions? Um, our original question was the meaning of life. What is it? And you always you know you had this idea that if you had this pill. Yeah, I feel like we have to wrap it up in a... Oh, yeah, let's bring it back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, you had this pill that would always make you happy, and then I came, came out with this comment that said, there's balance, man, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we got on this thing about the Dalai Lama and all those sayings. And but before we you know wrap up the Dalai Lama, I was in a Borders bookstore, uh-huh. and I was really I was really down on, on life. Um I don't know if I was depressed, but I was definitely down. And I, I found a book that he had written. And he, Dalai Lama said that there are two things that definitely give you happiness. that will make you a happy person. Uh-huh. Those two things were gratitude and compassion. Oh, yeah. To yeah. have gratitude for and be thankful for everything you have. And there's something in the book where he, he told a man to take this rock. And to be thankful for the rock and see if that made him happier. And, and I guess it apparently is supposed to, I'm not sure, but just be happy for what you have and be happy for, you know, who you are. And, you know, I, I know when, when life is tough and when life is down, it's hard to appreciate all those things until you really think about it. But the other thing, compassion, if you do everything out of compassion in your life, you know, they always say you will never be wrong uh, for doing what you're doing because, that's one of the best things you can be is compassionate for people, compassionate for animals and life and being selfless. I agree. And, and you know what, being that those things are not on this poster makes me really doubt this poster has anything to do with the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a different Dalai Lama. No, I don't think so. Because Dalai Lama 92. <laughs> World tour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, we could also put it to our listeners because, you know, we do have a website at acceptlyreal.com where you can leave comments uh, and uh, uh, join in the discussion. And any any comments that are put down there will be read and, if pertinent, uh, brought up in another episode. So it isn't really acceptably real for life, the meaning of life, to to be a pill that makes you happy. Right. Right. It's not. I'll take the pill. Well, take the pill, but don't depend on the pill. Hmm. Okay. Or or should you take the pill? You know, that is a good question. (laughs) Should you even take the pill? But then again, I mean, that's what alcohol is for. That's what marijuana is for. That is what all sorts. Now, I will tell you one thing, though. Don't take opiates. Jerry Davis's advice. No, don't smoke the ganj, drink the alcohol. Don't take the advice. Don't take the opiates because 
And there's a medical reason. The way it works is it does make you happy, but it ruins your, I forgot what the receptors are, but there's a receptor in the brain where uh, a natural opioid actually attaches to, and that is the happiness feeling you get. What the opioid does, the fake ones or the... Is it oxytocin? Yeah, yeah. And so this will attach to those and change them so that it only reacts to the fake opioid and then your 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 organic ones won't attach to it and then it ruins your ability to feel happiness without the, the drug. That it's is horrible. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. And I, I can tell you that because that's what's killed my brother. And it was that exact same thing. And he got hooked on that. And and that was his downfall. So, kids, don't do drugs, or at least not those. Hmm. Smoke a little ganja. I'm not going to say anything about that. Drink a little in moderation. Perfectly good. We do that all the time. Mm. Stay, all away, the time. stay away from the tweaky stuff. <laughs> yes, don't turn crazy. No bath salts. <laughs> no horse tranquilizers. Don't sniff that glue. <laughs> and with I, that, my friends, I think we'll conclude this whole episode on the meaning of life. This episode is brought to you by uh, pizza rolls. Pancakes. Pancakes. <laughs> ice cream. Delicious ice cream. Not any brand, just ice cream in general. So visit our website at acceptablyreal.com and... Um, Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Tell all your friends. Five star, five star, five star on iTunes. Oh yeah, with a with a bullet. Yeah, and just tell everyone how awesome our show is. Please, thank you. This is the way you're walking, and this is the way you breathe. This is the air around you, and this is the sound of your feet. This is the way you're talking. These are the people you meet Spread out on the path before you Just like every other road that leads to Your body is a bell to ring Listen to the music playing Listen to the singer sing
job like it's every morning Like every time you come to life You could play the pretty husband Or somebody's handsome wife And all the time the clock is ticking But it isn't such a sinister thing Like everything that might deceive you Not this moment that can never leave you was the song now, if you didn't guess it, by my, well, I can't say they're my friends, my Facebook friends, Jim's Big Ego, my favorite songwriter on the planet, and one of the best groups ever out there. They're independent. Go support them. Uh, BigEgo.com is the best place to find them. And uh, with that, enjoy the now. (laughs) 